Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Genuine Christ followers find ourselves living in a crazy world here in the 21st century. The current of culture is flowing swiftly away from biblical truth, unfortunately. I want you to understand that this world, and when I say world, the people of the world in general, are not friendly to the Word of God and in many cases are openly hostile. And that is becoming more and more true here in the United States of America. The question is, how do we respond to being countercultural? Because that's exactly what we as Christ followers are. And, and by the way, the Church of Jesus Christ tends to flourish when it is in direct opposition, when it is countercultural. How do we respond to that? How do we respond and treat each other, each other being other believers? How do we respond uh, by the people of the world, to the people of the world, uh, people who are not followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, Romans chapter 12 is a powerful, practical guide for right living in a wrong way world. And that, by the way, is the title of this brand new podcast series. We're going to do 12 of them through Romans chapter 12, and we are entitling it Right Living in a Wrong Way World. The book of Romans was written by the Apostle Paul. And by the way, if I could just pause and say that wherever you're listening, if you're driving down the road, if you're exercising, if you're doing some work around the house, uh, if you're busy, uh, when you get a chance, when you finish, when you get to where you're going, would you open the Word of God and would you read through Romans chapter 12. And if you are sitting right now listening, I encourage you to push the pause button and run and get your Bible and uh, follow along and then read through the entire chapter so that uh, you can get the most that you possibly could out of this podcast series. This book of Romans written by the Apostle Paul is one of those mountain peak books. It is just rich in doctrinal truths. When the Apostle Paul wrote this from Corinth, he had not yet been to Rome, and he was not known, uh, well known, by the people in Rome. So he's writing this book, introducing himself, and unlike uh, some of the other books that he wrote, he is not uh, dealing with problems in the church there. He's not correcting anything, but rather he is giving a rich description of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we get to benefit from that. Chapter 12 of Romans marks a transition from this rich doctrinal description to practical application. So what Paul has done is he's laid a foundation, and that's the way it always should be. He's laid a foundation of doctrinal truth, and based on that foundation, he says, now here's how you live it out. Here is how you uh, practically apply this truth. And, and for believers, uh, we 
should live and have to live that way in order to please the Lord. We need to know the truth of the Word of God uh, and, and allow, it, allow it to saturate our souls so that in response to it, the way we live, the way we apply that truth to our lives uh, makes us uh, what we should be in terms of how we should be living that right living in this wrong way world. So, I want to begin by looking at the first two verses of chapter 12, and what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be addressing those verses, going to be teaching from those verses in this podcast and the next two podcasts. We'll go through the first two verses of Romans 12. So, I encourage you to make sure you listen to to all three podcasts. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so these uh, two verses here uh, are encouraging believers to make a commitment to a lifestyle of worshipful service. Let me just say that again. In these verses, the Apostle Paul is encouraging believers to make a commitment to a lifestyle of worshipful service. And again, we're going to be unpacking uh, the entirety of those two verses in these three podcasts. But I want us today to look at three words or three phrases here in the opening of, of verse 1. First is the word, therefore, and then the words, I urge you, brethren, and then the words, by the mercies of God. Therefore, as, as I have said numerous times, when you see the word therefore, it is there for a reason. It is referring back to something that's previously been written. In this particular case, the word therefore refers immediately back to the previous chapter, chapter 11, uh, verses 33 to 36. And I want to read those verses, and I want you just to soak in these verses. Here's what Paul says as he is finishing up his description of the gospel of Christ, as he is finishing up these great doctrinal truths, he says this in verse 33 of chapter 11, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor, or who is first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Essentially, the Apostle Paul is saying there, hey, God is higher than, than us. His knowledge is far beyond us. It's, it's unsearchable. We cannot know all of His ways. His ways are rich and deep and powerful, and, and no one has been His counselor or advised Him, and no one has given Him anything so that He has to give it back to them. Everything comes from God, uh, for from Him and through Him and to Him are all things, and to Him be the glory forever. That's what the Apostle Paul said. So, therefore, 
in light of that, in light of the fact that God has it all and it's all for him and it's all for his glory, therefore, uh, I want you to do something. And then he says, I urge you. Now, when he says, I urge you, that uh, literally means, the word urge means to come alongside to help. So Paul is not saying, I command you. I demand from you, but he is saying, I am coming alongside of you and I'm encouraging you to do something. I, I am counseling you to do this. Do this as you think about the richness of Almighty God. Do this. And then he says, I urge you by the mercies of God. Those mercies are referring to what he has written in chapters 1 through 11. Uh, all of those truths, all of those mercies. And you know what mercy is? Mercy from God is not giving us what we deserve. And and we all know what we deserve, but uh, we don't get what we deserve as followers of Christ. And so what are those mercies? Well, let's just do a quick summary of, of those uh, first 11 chapters. And I mean a quick summary because I want you just to kind of get an idea. Chapters 1 through 8 of Romans are an in-depth exclamation of the gospel of Christ. In in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, Paul kind of introduces the gospel there, and he says this. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness, righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, But the righteous man shall live by faith. And so he just kind of introduces the gospel there. In chapter 1, verse 18 through chapter 3, verse 20, he lays out the need for the gospel. And I could just summarize it from 323. Uh, he says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Or, or uh, earlier in chapter 3, there is none righteous, no, not one. We are separated from God. He lays out the need for the gospel. Then in verses in chapter 3, verse Verse 21 through chapter 4, verse 25, he talks about how we have been justified, declared righteous by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he lays out the whole idea of justification, the fact that we are now not under the condemnation of God, but we are justified, declared righteous in God's sight. In chapter 5, we see that the penalty of sin is paid. He said, in Adam all die, but in Christ all have been made alive. And 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 that he, when we were still sinners, he died for us to pay for our sin. The penalty of sin has been paid. In chapter 6 and 7, we see that the power of sin has been broken. We don't have to be slaves to sin, but we can be slaves to righteousness. In, uh, in, in chapter 8, we see the promise that the presence of sin will one day be removed in the in the future it will it will be removed and we will be blessed to be in in a a, a redeemed world uh, and so th- that is just kind of a quick summary of the truths of the gospel that are presented in those eight chapters and then in chapters nine through eleven Paul deals with Israel his country his fellow countrymen Israel and the gospel and how it relates to them and so um, uh, and there's a lot of rich truth in that as well. But the bottom line is this. The bottom line, I counsel you, encourage you, I urge you by the mercies of God based on what God has done for us and is even now doing in us. Everything that God is doing, uh, present 
yield, give, make a commitment to uh, to uh, a lifestyle, and we'll go into that in more depth in in uh, in the next podcast. But make a commitment to to uh, a lifestyle of worshipful service to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we do live in a crazy world. We do live in an upside down world for Christ followers, um, and and we are living where the current of culture is is swiftly flowing away from biblical truth. But we can respond in a godly way. We can live right in a wrong way world. I hope that you'll continue to join me and share this with others as we uh, go through this wonderful chapter of uh, Romans, Romans chapter 12. Read through it. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.